You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. How many thankful they're a new creation this morning? And that new creation in Christ Jesus is not determined by circumstance. It's not determined by feelings. How many are grateful for that? Some of us are deeper in feelings and expressing them and feeling them more than others. But God has given us emotions and feelings, but they get out of line so often. This new creation in Christ Jesus is not determined by governments. Wow, it's quiet. I thought there'd be a huge shout. (laughs) And you know what? This new creation in Christ isn't even determined by your flaws and your failures. And uh, this morning, I just want to be transparent with you on a message that literally the Lord had to kind of grab me by the shoulders and gently by the face and pour into me this New Year's weekend. For some of you, New Year's was blissful and joyful and full of laughter and full of peace. Be thankful for that. This New Year's, this Christmas and New Year's was full of health for so many. Be thankful for that. This New Year's was was filled with family and peace and unity. Be thankful for that. For some, this Christmas and New Year's was filled with a bunch of kids and the flu and the strep and all that going through the homes, ours included. Be thankful for God's grace and healing mercies. For some of us, we were apart from family. Maybe there's division and disunity right now. And all you can think about is the negativity that comes from broken relationships. It's okay. God wants to meet you right where you're at. Some of you are just dealing with loneliness and depression and anxiety more than you were last year. And I believe this message is going to be able to transcend to all of our different seasons of life and where we find ourselves this New Year's. I'd like to start with just a main theme or a main thought that's going to be on the screen. And it goes like this, starting 2022. For some reason, that just flows off out of the tongue better than 2021. 2022. (laughs) We want to start 2022 right, not by resolutions that we will only keep for about 30 days. Nothing wrong with the resolutions. What's wrong is us not keeping them. (laughs) It's like Paul. Now, he was talking about sin, but I I think it kind of relates to that. He says, the things that I hate, I end up doing. And the things that I want to do, the resolutions I want to keep, I don't do. He goes, oh, wretched man that I am, who would deliver me from this body of death? And so we in these Human, frail, broken bodies don't do resolutions well. And so to start 2022 right, why not keep God 
the main thing, the main thing. Because what we keep in the main thing in our peripheral, in our hearts, in our minds, and in our priorities will ultimately lead us in every moment of our lives. No matter circumstances or what is happening to you, when you keep God the main thing, he is the one operating and orchestrating all things. Is he your shelter this year? Is he the one you run to? And so in order to illustrate this with the word of God, keeping God the main thing, the main thing, I want us to turn to Psalm 63. Psalm 63, if you have your Bibles, please turn there. If you want a Bible of your own on the welcome center shelves, the back wall, there are Bibles you can take that home and keep that as your very own. There's also some wonderful technology and Bible apps. I would really encourage us all, whether we're reading on the screen, reading in our Bible, or on our device, that we would consume the Word of God together. I also want to um, direct your attention to the chair flap in front of you. There is a blank uh, piece of paper about eight inches, eight and a half inches wide by about four inches. Can you just grab that and wave it for me? This piece is blank. It's for you to fill in. Whatever you need to put in front of you as a reminder this year, whether it's in your Bible, whether it's left in your car, or whether it's maybe even in the bathroom to where you, the only place you seem to have quiet and can look at it, I want to encourage you to put on that piece of paper whatever God is speaking to you that will remind you to keep him the main thing, the main thing, especially when waters rise and the winds get tough. We need to be reminded of the main thing because let me tell you, from my weekend, what we allow to spin and take control of our mind will dictate everything else that flows from that. And I'm thankful for my wife to gently take a two-by-four over my head this weekend. And she did that by just saying, you need to spend time with Jesus. Wow. David, he was in a desert place. And he was also reflecting on the Israelites when they were in captivity for hundreds of years in a desert place waiting for God to break through. And he was in a similar place in his life. Everything seemed to be going wrong and everyone was after him to, to pull him down. And this is what he says. God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. My soul my soul, that means my mind, my will, and my emotions thirst for you. That's the key. What does your mind, mind, will, and emotions thirst for? Because that is what you will seek. And what you seek, you will find. What in 2021 were you seeking? 
And you can probably answer that by answering the question, what have you found? My flesh, my physical, broken, sinful flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have looked upon, next slide. I have looked upon you in your sanctuary, meaning his presence. Beholding your power and glory. Friends, when's the last time you have beheld God's presence, power, and glory? What would this year look like if that was your main focus? To behold God in his presence. I tell you what, worship would change. Your priorities would change, right, Kevin? Our Wednesday nights from 6 to 9 would be filled with people seeking the presence of God, wanting nothing more than just to be in his presence. Our next generation would change. If we as parents and adults who are responsible to watch over our next generation, beheld God's glory and power and presence. And friends, if the church in America, the genuine church that has been washed by the blood of Jesus, a new creation, the old gone, the new has come. If we began to get this right, our government would change. Our schools would change. Our marriages would change. And our families would thrive. I didn't say perfect. They'd change and they'd thrive. Because of your steadfast love, oh God, because it is better than life. When have you been in a place where his love was better than living? Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. I will bless you. I will bless you as long as I live. Move on to the next slide, please. I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up your hands. For those of you friends who have trouble lifting your hands, just start entering into God's presence and bask in his love and start to experience God's presence. It won't just be at football games or watching bowl games that your hands go up. It will be in the presence of God because you have nothing else to do but to lift God up as the one and only authority in your life. You see, when you get a glimpse of God, you won't be able to control how you respond to him. It will just be out of gratitude, love, surrender, and worship. Holy Spirit, come and just take my words. I don't want to ramble. Pierce our hearts today. 
from the heart of King David to our hearts even now. My soul will be satisfied. When he says my soul, soul means your mind, your will, and emotions. It's who you are to the core. Will be satisfied with the fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. This is what Jesus was pointing back to when he was at the well with the woman, and the disciples came back after eating lunch, and they were ticked off at Jesus because he was not eating like he should, and he's associating with people he shouldn't be associating with. And Jesus said, I have food that you don't know. I have food that satisfies my soul more than bread and water. That's what he was referring to. Let's go to the next verse. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. And so, friends, I want to spend the remaining of our time on this thought that I would love for you to write down to keep in front of you. Who, or for some of us, what is on the throne of your life will ultimately, ultimately determine what you seek what you choose to see, what lens you look at circumstances in the life around you through. Sorry about that typo. And what you choose to speak. And it will ultimately determine, write this down, it's not on the screen, what you or your heart chooses to sing. We all sing. We all have melodies that go on in our hearts. Don't believe me, just hold on until we get to that point. Who or what is on the throne of your life will ultimately determine who we seek, how we see life, how we speak things into existence, and the melody that plays on and on in our hearts. So let's start with number one. Who is on the throne of your life? I want you to answer that. Easy answer, well, God, is he? Because I know American Christianity is, let's proclaim God, but act like we don't follow God. Let's proclaim him, and especially when we run into despair or a wall of complication, let's go to God. But then let's put God into our own mold of how we want to live life. David says, God, you're my God. How would you fill in the blank? Blank, you are my God. Because who fills that blank will determine your 2022, 2023, and all of eternity. Period. We could stop there. 
This is the declaration of all declarations, and the King David starts his prayer with that on purpose. That is, God, you're my God. Not theoretically, not because we were raised in a Christian home, not because it's what the pastor tells you to do, but God is your God because you have come to know him as God. You've come to intimately know him and experience him and encounter him as your God. You have beheld his power and his glory. And let me, let me make a bold statement. And I'd love to talk to you after if this rubs against you wrong. But if you have not experienced God's glory and his presence, you may have not made him your God. Because what truly is the God of your life is what you will experience. It's what you will consume. It's what you will crave. It's what you will follow. Are you consuming God? Are you consuming, consuming his word? Are you experiencing him? Experiencing him in worship? Have you allowed the Holy Spirit to literally have the remote control of your life? Because if he's your God, you will be found by him. And when you're found by him, you will never be the same. So who is your God? Because it will determine all else from here. And give you 30 seconds to fill in that blank for yourself. Whoever's on the throne of your heart will determine who you seek, what you seek, how you see things, how you choose to speak, and ultimately, the song your life will sing. Let's go through these points very quickly and briefly. Number one, number two, shall I say. But it's, no, it's, it's, it's yes, it's number two. Thank you, Lori. Who will you seek? David says, my heart and flesh cry out, I seek you. Earnestly, like someone walking through like, what is it, Bear Grylls? Walking through the desert, looking for water, thirsting after God. So my question to you is, what are you seeking? If you're seeking the ways of the world and things that are temporal and things that don't satisfy, you need to go back to one of who is on the throne of your life. Jesus said it so plainly and simply, but yet so profound. In Matthew 6, verse 33, he said, seek first. That's the word, first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things will be added to you. When you get a bitter news from the doctor, who is the first person you see? When you have a sour attitude, what is it you see? When you come up against a wall of difficulty and challenge, what do you see? When you need wisdom and guidance in life in a situation, who is it you go to first? That's the word. There's nothing wrong with going to the doctor. There's nothing wrong with going to a pastor. There's nothing wrong with going to your ministry leader. There's nothing wrong with going to your spouse or to your children or to your best friend or mentor or coach. It's who do you seek first will ultimately show you who is on the throne of your life. Number two, how you see. David chose to see his situation through the lens that God was his God. And he's been faithful. Nothing but good and gracious to him. How do you see things around you? Do you think, see things like I did this weekend through a sour, bitter lens? Do you see things through the way maybe you were taught or what we see on media? How do you see things around you? Because if you're seeking the Lord first, you're seeking his word, you're seeking his presence, because he's on the throne of your life, then it will ultimately change the way you see things. Colossians verse, excuse me, chapter three, verse two through three. Set your minds. Can you say those three words with me? Set your mind. Say it again. Set your minds on the things that are above, eternal, permanent, not the things that are temporal, broken, sinful, and of this world. For you have died and your life is hidden in Christ, with Christ in God. Set your minds. How many need a reset? This is your time. And as you reset your mind, you're going to need to reset what you seek. And as you reset what you seek, you're going to make sure that God is ultimately first place and priority in your life. Third, what you speak there is power in your words, whether you want to believe it or not, whether you like it or not. What you say has power and gives direction to your life. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, death and life. Can you read those three words with me? Death and life. One more time. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What will you speak into existence this year. And those who love it will eat its fruits. What it means is what you speak will come to pass, which is what you will experience. 
As a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. You think you're a failure? You continue to think that, and now you start to speak it? Guess what's going to happen? Thank you. But you're not in Christ. That's a lie of the enemy. Paul says it this way. He says, you know those really big boats that we see? Those really big cruise lines? Yeah, there's a really, really, really small part in comparison to the size of the size of the ship. It's called the rudder. Not even the engine, the rudder, a little piece. And that little piece steers the entire ship. And he's saying your tongue is the rudder of your entire life. Because what you speak points back to what you see. And what you see points back to what you seek. And what you're seeking will ultimately point back to what's on the throne of your heart. Number five. Sing. Band, would you come up? Since we're going to say sing, we're going to do a little something in a minute to kind of give you an example of what I mean about sing and what David means about singing his praise. He's not just talking about coming to a church, a building, or a gathering to sing. He's talking about the melody that is orchestrated in your soul that ultimately guides your mood, your attitude, your outlook and perspective, and ultimately your behavior. Take an orchestra for an illustration. The orchestra is led in a bad direction or a good direction, determined by who? The conductor. They can take it fast. They can take it slow. They can change the tempo. They can change the direction, go back or go forward. The problem is, is the orchestra watching and following the conductor? There is nothing more wrong than watching a symphony that chooses not to watch their conductor. You want your life to sing a melody that is praise to God? Let me ask you, are you following the conductor? Are you watching him? Are you seeking him? Is what you see the conductor? Or all the distractions calling your attention? When David says sing, when we will sing, in our life, all he's talking about is the melody or the tune that has our attention in every moment. You think you don't sing. What about when no one's watching? What song is going through your head? Tell you what. Pastor Daniel, when he was on staff here, sometimes it'd drive me crazy. He'd be whistling a tune, a happy tune, and I'd be trying to focus on something else, and he's just whistling the tune. What tune are you whistling? Some of you are singing the tune in your life. Nobody knows the trouble I sing. Nobody knows my sorrow. 
Some of you, you sing the tune and you don't even know it of looking for love in all the wrong places. Come on, let's be real, right? What tune is guiding the orchestra of your life? Some of you have experienced so many things and tasted God's goodness, but your life is singing, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Some of you, your tune is feelings. <laughs> Nothing but feelings, right? Or is the melody that is guiding your every move something like this? Because your love is better than life is, my lips will praise you forever. Or is it even when I don't see it, you're working? Or even when I don't feel it, God, you're working. Because you never stop being the way maker, the miracle worker, the life giver. And I'm going to praise you no matter what storm comes my way. Or is it, I will make room for you, God, right now in this moment. Do whatever you want to. Or could it be this? song that we just sang together and I want the band to sing it if we could could we count us off and when it gets into your soul and when the melody starts to take over your mind of how you see things how you speak things and what you seek I want you to stand to your feet and start singing like Psalm David King David did in the Psalms and it goes something like this all my life, all I know, God's been good, good to my soul. Mountain high, valley low, I'm gonna sing it wherever I go. Sing it again. All my life, all I know, God's been good, good to my soul.
we're gonna get, we're just gonna get ready to respond some more. This morning, the Lord gave me an illustration I'd like to share with you that goes along with how you're going to enter 2022 and how you're going to sustain by keeping God the main thing. I want you to view 2022 as a boat race. And there's several different boats in the water that you get to choose from. You could be a rowboat, but I have to tell you, the rows are missing. But you can sit in the boat. It sure looks like it's gonna get you where it needs to. It's solid, it floats. And you'll be able to sustain it, but you'll be exhausted by paddling with your hands. You'll make it only a few yards if a full football field's length without being exhausted. The second boat is one of those mini boats you buy at the toy store and it's got a balloon on the back of it. And you blow it up and you blow it up and my kids love this toy. It's cheap, it's at the Dollar Tree, go get one. You blow it up and then you put it on the end and you let go of the balloon and it goes out of control, sometimes it makes it five feet, sometimes it makes it 25 feet, sometimes it goes backwards. But there's a lot of power in the front end with very little control. You wanna be that boat. There's also a sailboat. And if the wind is right and the wind is good, it's gonna get you where you want to go. But how often do we know the weatherman's not always right? Sometimes the wind takes us where we don't want to go. Sometimes we're shipwrecked because we've allowed the wind to take us in a direction we're not willing to go. And the fourth boat sitting there is a very small boat. It looks like it has no chance of winning the competition. But what they don't know is there's a person with a remote that controls the boat. And it may move slower, it may be smaller, but man, when it is in signal and alignment with the remote, it can go wherever that person is controlling the boat to go. And ultimately, it is that small remote RC boat that's gonna win the race for your life in 2022 and beyond problem is, is you've got to give the remote of your life to God. And when God is on the throne of your life, you need to then create rhythms and patterns and disciplines in your life to seek him. Because what you seek, who you seek, ultimately determines how you see life around you. And how you see life around you ultimately determines and impacts what you speak out of your mouth. And what you speak is like that little rudder that just dictates the direction of your life, which ultimately then writes the song or the tune in your life. And I'm gonna end it with this. If 2022 was your last year on earth, I'm not saying it is, but if 2022 was your last year, can I ask you genuinely, can we just bring it down for a minute? What do you long to be said of the life you lived? Because I watched 
two weeks ago, a two-hour funeral service of a godly man and leader of Daystar Television. And pastor after pastor, worship leader after worship leader, leader after leader, all different denominations, all wouldn't be in the same room unless it was for this funeral. And they all said the same thing. That no matter where life went and the wrongs done, the mistakes made, the challenges and accusations that came against this man, he kept Jesus on the throne of his heart. And because he kept Jesus on the throne of his heart, he sought out the ways and the life of Jesus. And because he sought out the ways and the life of Jesus, the things he saw and the way he perceived life around him were in the view of Jesus and the word of God. And because of all those choices he made, his life sang a melody that will live on beyond his name. Because the bad news is even though you may be known, you could be famous. People forget you. Your name will be forgotten. But will the life you lived be forgotten or not? Or like King David, will it continue to resonate in the hearts of those who seek the Lord? So we're going to do a song, and I want to call two specific people, types of people. Number one, if you're fed up of doing life your way and you're ready with all your might to make God the God of your life, the conductor, the one who sits first place on your life and you want to begin living in the way that you seek the things of God you see things through his presence. You speak life. And the song that you sing changes atmosphere when you enter the room. If that's the life you want, when the worship starts, I want you to just flood this altar. No one's going to pray for you. Unless you want it, come seek it. But I want you to get right and make this a declaration of making God first in your life. Whatever has been leading you, guiding you, orchestrating your heart that is not God, you need to strip him off his throne and put God, who will never fail you, always remain faithful on the throne of your life. If that's you, just come forward when the music starts. We're also going to do a moment of baptisms stepping in to the water of declaring your identity in Jesus. Nothing about the water. But there is something about the experience, the cleansing that Christ has done in your life and the declaration that you are done living for anything other than God. If that's you, I want to meet you up front and we'd love to baptize you. 
So those two categories come forward if you're willing to declare that 2022 is going to be different because of the one that is on the throne of your life. And number two, if you want to go deeper in your walk with the Lord, you've never been baptized before, maybe you were baptized younger, and you want to be all in for Christ in 2022 and beyond. We can do that now. If you don't fit those two categories, worship, intercede, pray for those who are taking steps that will change their life for all of eternity. Can I pray? God, we give you this time. We make room for you, Jesus. Come and forgive us of all of our wrongs. Thank you that your death on the cross made our wrongs right. And you took the darkness in this world and made it light. Come and do that now in the lives of the children coming to observe and experience God in the lives of all of us here and in the lives of those tuning in and watching right where you're at. May the presence of the Almighty God consume your home, consume your space, and draw you closer to Him. Let's do business with God. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.